0: You are listening to Know You're Crazy. My name is Susan Dene. We all have crazy. What separates us is how we choose to deal with it. I'm going to be delivering engaging and actionable tools to own your crazy, treat your crazy, and turn it into your own superpower. I hope that you walk away from this show feeling the power and strength within you. And never forget to enjoy your journey because you are worth it. Hey, everyone, welcome to the Know You're Crazy Talk Show. My name is Susan Denae, and this is Emotional Recovery in the Raw. Uh, Today, I am excited for the show. I have a fantastic guest who is joining us because, you know, we're at a time right now. It is the holiday season, and I know here in Washington State, uh, we are experiencing some snow to add to the holiday season. Some of us may be grateful for that. Others of us may be thinking, oh, my goodness, it's one more thing to do. But that is why we're talking about mindfulness today. And so today, uh, my special guest is Preeti Fernando. She is an author of 12 books, including an award-winning book titled 17 Women Who Shook the World. Preeti truly believes that some of her life's most challenging experiences can be handled the best through mindfulness. Her roots of living in Sri Lanka until the age of 19 set the tone for mindfulness. Preeti now calls Loveland, Colorado her home. Preethi is a keynote speaker for conferences where she speaks on mindfulness, emotional intelligence, leadership, mental health, and more. You can visit her website at preethifernando.com and join her on LinkedIn. And today she has been generous enough to offer a free download of her latest book titled Emotional Intelligence in Business. And I will share before I turn this over to Preethi to start letting filling us all in on on her awakenings and where she's at today i will share with you i read the book and i loved the book in fact i loved it so much that i sent her an email earlier and said i'd love to talk about the five also i'll call them principles i can't i can't remember how she references it in the book about emotional intelligence because i really think that can be helpful for a lot of folks today and so if you're somebody watching the show today and you're thinking Oh, it's gift time. It's money spent, uh, time off work. Maybe, maybe not. My kids no longer believe in Santa. That's a bummer. Or it's a difficult holiday season for you because this might be your first Christmas dealing with a very challenging life situation. Uh, Last week on my show, I talked about sometimes the holidays, as much as there's so much uh, joy to be expressed, some of us are experiencing our first Christmas without loved ones. Some of us are facing holidays, maybe for the first time divorced, and we are experiencing the first. There's lots of reasons to practice mindfulness today during this holiday season, and that's why I'm so excited that Preeti has joined the show uh, to help me express this to the audience and to give some tools today, because as you folks know, if you've been watching this show for a while, emotional recovery in the raw really is about let's talk about the real stuff, and then let's apply some tools so that you can be helped through this time. Preeti, thank you for joining the show. Excited to have you. I am literally just going to turn this over to you so that you can talk about your story, what made you shift uh, in your life to practice mindfulness, and then we will go from there and, and see what we got in store for the rest of the hour. Thank you very much. Very excited to be here. Welcome, and
1: thanks for having me. Simply put, mindfulness is being focused in the moment to being focused in the moment, to being mindful and to reconnect with our inner selves. And it helps, especially during the holidays, there is so much extra chatter going on outside. It could be Santa. It could be the long list of gifts that you have to buy. It could be that holiday dinner table and you're dreading that one person who's going to be there and they said angst that you feel inside or the comment that they might be making or it could be spending the holidays in a, under a different status this time you may not have the same people in your lives and for some it could be being away from children because there's part-time parenting involved and this year may not be your year to have your kids mm-hmm. whatever reason it may be holidays christmas time uh, it's a happy time yes It's also good to be mindful that this could be a challenging time for some people. There are some situations mindfulness is probably one of the most effective ways for us to navigate through those times effectively. A brief, uh, I'd like to share a little bit about how I got, Mm. I was so touched by this and how it has been changing my life a little bit at a time. Mm -hmm. In my case, it did not happen just overnight and everything just by the touch of a magic wand, everything just turned out fine and dandy. That was not my experience through mindfulness. Maybe that might happen to some people, but that certainly was not my experience. There was a turning point in my life. And that to arrive at that turning point, it was a series of catastrophic events that brought me to that turning point. In a sense, it made me hit rock bottom in many areas. It made me hit rock bottom financially. It made me hit rock bottom emotionally. It made me hit rock bottom uh, physically in the sense I just felt, how much of this can I take? So I hit rock bottom in many areas of my life, and it all seemed to just uh, close in all at once. And the I felt that there had to be some kind of a shift, a big shift for me to face that and to keep climbing out of it. So that was really my, my turning point as far as mindfulness was concerned. And it has been slow since then. But the encouraging thing is when we start practicing mindfulness, when we start becoming having more self-awareness and getting more connected with who we are and to know ourselves better before we try to go change the rest of the world, before we try to change every person around us, Once we become more attuned with who we are on the inside, the the challenges that would have typically set us off balance that just threw us out of whack, we can handle it a little bit better and you can feel the changes. And that's an encouraging thing. When you begin to feel those changes for yourself, that same comment by your coworker that would push your buttons and ruin you for the rest of the week, that comment from a relative or that look from a relative that would ideally set you off and would ruin the holidays, now you can handle it better. Mindfulness comes into play in different ways why is emotional intelligence and mindfulness how are they connected mindfulness is the bedrock of emotional intelligence Mm. self-awareness of knowing who we are self-regulation to be able to control ourselves And to have that self-control, remember, it's not others' control, it's self-control, self-regulation, empathy, to be able to relate to another person and what they're going through. We may not have had that same experience as them, but to be able to relate to that. Mm -hmm. Social skills, the people skills, Mm -hmm. to be able to, to know what comments are best brought up. At a certain time, what comments should be left out from a certain conversation, simple things as social skills, uh, the inner motivation, and especially now with uh, many people feeling disengaged and during the holidays, there might be a lot of drama going on with some people, and you might feel not so connected and you might wonder how do they feel so energized and to have that inner motivation coming from the inside when we don't have an outside person or an outside uh, factor to motivate us all those are components of emotional intelligence and the bedrock for all those five are mindfulness
0: That is fantastic. That is fantastic. So a lot of things were going through my mind as you would say something, and then I'd have a thought and I'd be like, oh, I want to hit on that. So here's the one I'm going to hit on. What I loved about, I loved a lot of what what you just shared about uh, social interactions. We are at the holiday season, right? But this actually will anywhere. Uh, I believe in your book, you referred to some of your initial experience was professionally. Like when you really started realizing some things like whatever the rock bottom is like we will like I like to say is we will have an emotional shift in one area of our life. And usually there's been a pattern of behavior or a pattern of perspective that we have identified with that we will be practicing to an extreme in one area. So let's just say it's professional. But that same pattern has been also bleeding into our personal relationships, and it's also been bleeding into our health relationship with self, or it's been, uh, the other one is financial, and so there's like a perspective sometimes that is really hindering our growth, and so therefore is the necessity behind hitting a rock bottom emotionally, because we wake up to that awareness, and and it brings us, and I'm, I'm getting to the social part, but it brings us to the ability, which, which like you described very well, like we're kind of, we force ourselves in it, in a rock bottom, you know, hopefully we we can help people. So they don't have to go all the way so low to get here, but to learn about observing ourselves, like really being able to heighten our awareness to an outside so that we are able to disconnect in a healthy way, but observe the behaviors that we are bringing into the interaction. And so with our social interactions, which I really think, I mean, isn't life all about relationships? I mean, it really, relationship with self, yes. But when we go out into the world today, it's relationships with our children, it's relationships with our bosses, it's relationships with our friends, our family, you know. So how do we navigate in our relationships and have those social abilities, which you're leaning into and talking about in an emotional intelligence way? So. What I was, what I was going to uh, kind of plant the seed here, is how do you effectively read the room? Do you know what I mean by that? Like yes. to where you you are you are able to read the room. I, there's been times where I've been in either a a social situation, new social situations, sometimes with coaching clients, but usually social situations where I'm aware that that, that an individual just really is not reading the room. They, they, So can you elaborate a little bit on what that kind of brings up for you when I say that, like someone's social skills and the ability to read the room and to, to disconnect a little bit to observe, like what that might be for somebody when it comes to mindfulness and what they can do about that?
1: The ability to be a part of it and yet to step out of it and to look at it like as though you're looking you, right now around holiday time, we have those mm-hmm. globes, the snow globes, It's like that. You're out of the snow globe and you're looking in at who's in the snow globe. You are in there. At the same time, you are outside of it and you're looking in. Mindfulness helps us to do that. For the longest time, I had this mouth with all the wrong stuff coming out of it. (laughs) And I did not really hear it. I had many people tell me over the years, many people who knew me the closest would tell me, uh, that in my mouth, there were things that were severely wrong that I needed to correct. I never heard it. Some of you might be in that situation where we don't really hear it, no matter however many times someone else might tell it to us until we hear it for ourselves. Mindfulness helps us to get there. Once we begin to hear it for ourselves, when I say hear it, mentally, emotionally hear it. Once we mentally, emotionally hear it for ourselves, then we begin to hear what those other people have been saying all along. But it's very hard to hear it for ourselves. And sometimes we might cut ties with them. We might not want to hear them. We don't want to pick up the phone here because we feel like they're telling us the same thing. And sometimes it, they may be said with good intentions, sometimes maybe uh, with different intentions. Mindfulness helps us to look at our own, uh, our own imperfections as human beings. They're not necessarily faults. Every person at some level may have some kind of flaw. Mindfulness helps us to look at ourselves and gives us an opportunity, a platform to correct those. I know once I became more aware of what some of the things that were coming out of my mouth and the way they were coming out, sometimes it's not so much what we say, it's how we say I know I had to address that one area if I wanted to achieve my goals in life. For example, as an author, one of my main, I, I, I want to be a, I want to be a powerful speaker. In order for me to get there, I knew I had to have the right words coming out. I know I had to have to improve my social skills in order to read the room, in order to connect with people. It's not just about communicating anymore. It's about communicating and connecting. Mm-hmm. That's what makes us more influential. To, uh, to arrive at those goals, I needed to improve my social skills. I started to pay more attention to uh, especially taking uh, co- taking control of moments when I felt angered anger was one area I needed to address and many including myself no one likes to be told they get angry no one likes to hear they have an anger problem would you like to hear that I know I wouldn't I was willing to hear that once I became aware going to uh, one of the components of emotional intelligence. Once I had that self-awareness that anger is a problem, I needed to address that. A few steps of how mindfulness comes into play when we become more aware of some of our areas that need more fine tuning. First Mm -hmm. step is to recognize that there might be a teeny bit of a problem here. And to have that recognition requires humility, to be able to admit to ourselves, hey, maybe I do have some areas I need to work on. Next is to watch for those situations. And this is something where some of us might miss it. And I did miss it for a while. When we are aware of a certain uh, quality about us and we're trying to uh, address it, rather than running away from those situations, to actually face them. Now it depends on certain situations. Certain situations, no. You, if, especially if your uh, safety is at stake. I'm not saying you have to be in an unsafe situation. That's not what I'm saying. So let's say you're there's a certain person, and every time you have a conversation with that person, every time you pick up the phone, it always ends in fights. It always ends in verbal disruption. And, and you feel like your mood has been ruined for that day, for the next few weeks. Once you become aware, rather than trying to point fingers at the other person, mindfulness helps us to see what's within me that's causing this dynamic. It's mindfulness that helps us to get there, to have the willingness to look at ourselves, to have that self-awareness to look at ourselves, and then to have this self-regulation to handle that conversation the next time around rather than
0: go on. Yeah. So, wouldn't you agree that when that self reflection begins, if, if someone is new to it, that it can feel almost overwhelming when you first start looking at your own part in that? And it's really, it's really important. I love the fact that you use the word humility because humility, I mean, just like you, anger was my game. Anger was my game. That is what I found my power through anger. Uh, I I found uh, the boldness to communicate when I was angry. And when I wasn't angry, I was a doormat. I, I would hold it all in, almost like a bomb ready to go off. And until I started to come into clarity around what anger was doing to me, but also I learned so much from it. And so, but there's humility when we start to look at ourselves and say, okay, where can I improve upon or what can I do? So here's why I'm I'm hitting on this, because I think it's really important that when we start that self-reflection process and we start to become mindful that we are also delicate because with ourselves so that we don't slip into a shame based reflection. Does that make sense? to yes. where right because you know when you start ripping off that you know that awareness it can be like oh my goodness I, i'm just i i'm i'm a horrible person like, like i i've been yelling at everybody like like when that awareness first gets downloaded upon you it it, it can feel like it can feel really negative would you agree i certainly do and the
1: show is aptly called on the raw when we take yeah. Way that when we start to mm. look at that one area, if it's anger, and you start to peel away at it. It's like feeling the onion there, the onion skin, and you see deeper and deeper in different layers, and it's almost like you don't have that buffer anymore. That has been a buffer, a shield that has pr- that that has been used for a long time to protect, to not get hurt, to ward off people. And once that buffer is removed, it's almost like oh, uh there's it can be very scary. And those are the moments where we can either go back to the way we were or if there's if there's a true inner transformation once we face to we face up to that and we start in that process of a new direction once that process starts happening it's very it's rather difficult for us to just go back to the way we were. We might go here and there. I'm not saying it's all automatic and everything stops. It's a long healing process. At the same time, even if we do make a reverse and retreat to how we were in the past, we are better able to move towards the future in a healthier direction, because now we have had a taste of what the other side feels like. And the other side, even if it's for one hour that we have had a glimpse of it, or if it's for one day, or it could be in some one month, whatever time period, it's not so much about the time period as how much it has had an impact, and we have a sense of revelation. Wow, could it actually be that way? I want to try it. I want to be that way for another hour, for another day. So on the raw, yes, it can can almost feel like a wound that is very raw. Once the healing process starts, we become more comfortable with it.
0: Yeah, because ultimately the the rawness and the vulnerability that you feel when the first awakening happens is only temporary. It's yes. only temporary when you keep moving forward. And, and at that stage, yeah, if we at that stage,
1: we it, it, and if we are desperate enough, as the way I was, mm-hmm. I just didn't want to continue being like that. At the same time, I just didn't know how to get out of it. If we are desperate enough, and in some cases, as painful as it is, pain can be a purifier. It can be one of the finest
0: purifiers to, it's like an air purifier. I love that. Pain is a purifier. It makes me want to do an Instagram post. Pain is a purifier. That is fantastic. (laughs) It helps us to uh, finally uh,
1: start attacking or to have some, it's like an antibiotic to a wound that's been infecting us for 5, 10, 25, 30, 40, sometimes 50, 60 years. It could be about a person. It could be about a past incident that happened 40 years ago, and it's still bothering us. It could be a simple comment that someone made 10 years ago during the holidays, and now, has that ever happened to you, where someone's comment from 20 years ago just hits you like lightning today and you never thought of that person and then it begins to bother you. Once we make that shift, even if it's for one time in a different, in a healthier direction, then we have that reference point and we are more inclined to give it a shot and try it it at least for another time.
0: Yeah, yeah. I was recently, I was listening, I don't know what I was listening to, a speaker, I'm pretty sure, but they were talking about reference points and you know, and I had never heard it put that way before about how, when we have a conscious experience or we're just having a life experience, right. And it affects us a certain way that when we show up in a way, that's not serving us well, usually it's because we are referencing something in our past of a similar situation, That hurt us or that was very uncomfortable. And so we are emotionally reacting right without before before we've become aware. And so the reference points, what are my previous reference points when it comes to this? I get the uh, honor of coaching couples. And one of the couples we were talking one day is about, you know, when you go to have a new relationship with somebody or you're, you're, you're trying to have a new experience with the current relationship that you're in. Often we have to look at well, what was my prior reference point in relationships for this particular type of situation? Because we will we will regress or digress back to the old reference points in order for where we're at today. And, and I and I totally believe that once you connect that dot, that is the mindfulness. Like, oh, oh, that's feeling this way. And you described it in the beginning, you use the word angst when you're sitting around the holiday table, for example, or, you know, the, the family's over and we all know that we may think we are emotional beings that are well recovered and then suddenly family shows up and it's like, oh my goodness. I always like to say, if you want to know how far you've come emotionally, spiritually and all of that, go hang out with family for about two days and you will totally know how far you've come. Because you will either be wanting to run and scream or you will totally revert to your old habits and all of a sudden you'll be shocked and you'll be like, oh yeah, that's how far you've come. Trust me, every time I go back to Nebraska, it's a whole test in how far have I come because this is going to show me right here being back in the hood.
1: That's a good <laughs> testing point for you. And they say that's why they have those uh, reunions just once a year. right? <laughs> but the reference point is yeah. that it's an ex- idea way of putting it. And the reference points, if it's positive, then mm-hmm. we have a positive association with it. And so if we were to meet someone similar or if we have that kind of a Of an encounter again, if the previous experience was positive, we look at it with excitement, uh, with enthusiasm. Similarly, if it is a negative reference point and you meet someone else of of that same type or you have a similar situation, but your previous experience was negative, then you're going to look at it with uh, and with uh, a sense of anxiousness, Mm -hmm. and you're not really looking because you're bringing in all that baggage from the previous situation and then you're already jaded from there and one way to look at it more objectively is to practice mindfulness to to being it helps us to being more open about situations and it helps us to uh, Whatever the circumstances around us, especially during the holidays, I think while there's a lot of happiness and there's a lot of joy and rightly, that's really what the holiday spirit is. At the same time, people may be going through especially what we have after what we've been experiencing the last three years, different things that all it takes is a slight comment for someone's mood to just turn, um, into a rather dark one. So yeah. mindfulness can be very
0: helpful during the holidays. Yeah. Well, I'm excited. We're going to take a quick break. We're about half hour into the show. Uh, so we're going to take a break here. And But when we come back, I want to talk about to, like, in-the-moment tools that people can apply to help them either begin the mindfulness journey or at least if if you're gonna find yourself sitting around that holiday table and you know, you know, certain people are gonna be there, what is something that people can do in the moment when they feel angst or they feel uh sadness, right? Like, like whatever's going on. And we're gonna, I mean, we're gonna totally go into that conversation when we come back from break. So those of you who have hung with us for the first half hour, please join us. We're gonna take a short, I think it's like a two-minute break. Maybe a minute break. I don't know. And when we come back, we're going to expand more on this conversation. If you would like to get a hold of me, you can check it out at the website at susanday.com and you can visit Preethi at Preethefernando.com. Uh, and you can also have a free download of her book. Um, hopefully, for the, sh- the host helping with the show today, we can get that link in the uh, on online on the Facebook page. So we will be back here shortly. Thank you. Is it time you finally did that thing you've always wanted to do or did it way better or fix that problem you've been having for ages? It is time to build something incredible with Sam Bell as your coach, educator, and healer. You've heard her on the Angel Empowerment Show and she is committed to helping you to stop existing and start living. Book coaching, healing, or angel card sessions at sambellinspired.com. Do you want to come back to yourself? To come back to your own power? To come back to your dreams? Dr. Tassel Shanebrook will help you utilize transformational mindset and energy techniques to superpower your conscious and subconscious mind so you can be your own hero. Enjoy the relationship of your dreams, your best feeling body, financial abundance, free time, and ease. You are the one you have been seeking. Visit drtassel.com to find out more. Tune into the Dr. Diane Show, where we explore revolutionary expansion of mind, body, and soul every Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. I bring over 20 years of expertise as a mindset warrior, perspective shifter, and unshakable optimist dedicated to helping you reach your wildest dreams in business, health, performance, and relationships. Join the discussion on the show. Learn more about me, Dr. Diane, and receive a free digital copy of my magazine at naturalnutmeg.com. Guest Preeti Fernando, as we have been enjoying a fantastic conversation about mindfulness, being inspired by the holiday season, we've talked everything from when you're feeling angst around family or angst around individuals. How do you identify that angst? How do we get into a mindful set, a m- mindful mindset, in order to help us get through that? Uh, we've got, we've talked about emotional intelligence. I mean, it's just really been a fantastic conversation, which I'm eager to continue, Preethi, for the next half hour of the show. Uh, and so, where we left off at, and, and what was going through my mind was, let's say you're sitting around the dinner table, and it's the holidays, and you've got, you know crazy aunt Nancy over there and you've got you know grumpy uncle Bob I don't know and you're sitting there asking yourself I, I don't know if I can I don't know if I can do this like I I am like and you're wanting to judge them and when they talk it's grinding on you I mean <laughs> what can somebody do that never happens yeah <laughs> what can somebody do in that moment to become mindful but to not go crazy, because this is is the title of the show, know you're crazy. Like the the idea is to identify the crazy, understand the crazy, so that you can apply tools to the crazy so that you're not blowing up the dinner, right? That's what it's all about. Take the ham
1: and do something with it. A few (laughs) basic steps, probably one of the best things you can do if, if you know the angst is building up within you because that family dinner is approaching or the family lunch is approaching is to prepare for it ahead of time and to be prepared. How will you handle it when that person makes that comment? How will you handle it when uh, this person who has to be the center of attraction at the table every year and all the drama is around that person and everyone needs to make sure that no one says anything to hurt her feelings? But your-
0: you, Yeah, wouldn't you agree? Because you're hitting on something that's fantastic. So wouldn't you agree? that often some of our relationship problems really come down to, we never take the time to just pause ahead of time and ask ourselves, how would I like to show up differently?
1: hit the pause button and ask that question. (laughs) Voila, and you'll be, because the, the whole purpose of mindfulness is not to change the other person. We have, many of us have gone insane trying to do that. And if you did do it, it came at a great price. Mm. Rather than trying to change the other person, what are you going to do differently this holiday season at the dinner table? Prepare for that ahead of time. And part of that preparation is to ask yourself, what is it within me that's setting me off when that person makes that comment? what is that? That is that self-awareness part once you big once you because that is the strongest place to start rather than trying to eh, eh, and trying to change that other person, you start begin with yourself. And then the day of the event, if it's uh, three days from now, five days from now, what whenever that day is, that morning and through, prepare for it, And keep your mind refreshed that today I'm going to handle it differently. Become more mindful of that. And if you are able to take a few seconds, if you have, if it's new to you, a few seconds might seem like a lot. Or if you're more familiar with it, a few minutes to just go into a quiet corner by yourself, preferably if the room is dark by yourself and have some quiet moments for yourself and just mm-hmm. reflect on that and just breathe in, breathe out, just focusing on the moment. We started off by simply describing mindfulness as being in the moment and to practice that in preparation for that test that's going to happen at the table. Now if it's a dynamic that has been going on for 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years with that same person and it's been like the same it's like the dog chasing the tail and it's been happening for decades, don't be discouraged because this one time you went to a quiet corner and you practice some quiet reflection and you couldn't change the 40year dynamic just like that. Yeah. Don't be discouraged because if we get discouraged because we want results, because we are used to this, we want results at the click, a click of a button, Right, we're used to this. It doesn't happen with mindfulness. It takes time. It takes time depending on how deep that
0: dynamic has been seeped into our system. That is a fantastic point to make with people because what, what a great way of saying, I I did a show on this reset your expectations as far as what this change is going to be about, because if you've been having momentum for even five years in one direction with a relationship, you know, my, my, a lot of my history is working with women in recovery from sobriety, like in from addiction and alcoholism. Right. And so imagine the, 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 you know, the messes that the alcoholism and the addiction have created in the family unit. That is not changed overnight. That is something that takes time, and, and and you know it's going to take practice. And so it's really important in early sobriety that you don't become discouraged because the holiday experience doesn't like change on a dime for you. It it had there. It's so important to keep that in check. That give ourselves some grace and give our family members some grace. Because they have been perceiving us a particular way because we've been showing up that way for a long time. And just because I always like to say, I just heard this fantastic quote the other day, environment takes longer to catch up to our change. So just because I change doesn't mean that my environment suddenly is going to change along with me. Yes. right. And
1: when you touched on someone on the road to recovery and seeking sobriety, holiday time tends to be a time where people fall off the wagon. It doesn't have to necessarily be so. And sometimes when we are early in the early stages, whether it's seeking sobriety, or it could be changing a, a certain dynamic within ourselves, whatever it may the habit that we're trying to kick. Yeah. And when we, early on, if we feel we are not yet strong enough, to handle that person then it could also this is a thought to consider uh, it should be ask ourselves I wonder if it's the wisest, best thing for me to be at that dinner table at that exact time when that person is there because I feel I'm still not strong enough. It's a a comparable example is if we have just started on our journey of sobriety, if someone has just started on the journey towards sobriety and it's been a week, it's probably not a good idea to hang around a whole group of people who are into the same scene as they have been in the past. Exactly. Maybe you need a little bit more time Mm -hmm. to become more comfort, become strong in it. Same thing if it's a person at the dinner table, if it's someone at work, whatever the situation may be, that uh, should I go for this event, and I know this person is going to be there, and I know they're going to push my buttons, and I'm still not able to handle myself. In which case, maybe you should let the text be and not respond right now. Maybe you should not Pick up the phone right this minute. Give yourself some grace as the word that you use, grace for a few minutes. Maybe sleep on that phone call, sleep on that email and respond to them tomorrow. Sometimes we a, a little bit of time for healing. Healing takes time. And what we also forget is healing is also painful. Mm. If you have a wound, if you have a wound right here, the wound is painful as it is. Simply because you start taking medicine or you apply some ointment on it doesn't mean the pain goes away. The healing process takes time. Sometimes the healing process is even more painful than the wound itself. Yes. So it matters. But talking about mindfulness during the holidays, yes, there's mindfulness that we can practice in preparation for handling certain situations in certain handling certain people how about if people are spending the spending the holidays alone what mm. if they're staying alone in their apartment in their house in that basement by themselves what have what are some mindfulness techniques that they can follow and they are no, they are not with family or even if they have family physically close by they feel estranged from family emotionally what are some mindfulness techniques that they can follow follow just a few things rather than feeling uh, feeling rather alienated on a, during the holidays or on christmas day for example Do something light to make you feel more connected with yourself. It could be a simple thing as baking a fruitcake. It could be a simple thing as making some recipe from scratch, not sticking it in the microwave, but to feel more alive, to feel that you're kneading the dough you're beating the egg just the action those actions itself make us feel more alive as human beings that rather than being passive and just simply taking whatever is in the refrigerator so I making love it love
0: that. yeah i love i love the fact that you brought that up about the folks who are alone on the holiday <clears throat> and then taking responsibility really to shake it up And one of the worst things
1: we can do and I understand it can be very hard. I do understand the pain Mm -hmm. at the same time. Moping in self-pity would only make it worse. That's right. And holiday time exacerbates, it makes it intensifies it. I do understand that. It intensifies the alienation. I do understand that at the same time, if we can do small things to reverse it. To go in a different direction rather than to be pulled back towards self pity and feeling alienated. We're helping ourselves, it's an ability to help ourselves, and mindfulness helps us there to help ourselves. It could be making a recipe, it could be sitting down and watching uh, some happy light movies to lift our spirits, it could be to uh, go to a quiet corner and spend some time in quiet reflection, it could be a few
0: seconds. It music. Be- music, music upbeat music don't be listening to the romance stuff that's all about you know leaving your broken relationship don't do that no it's music right. and I always always think you know what music does for the mind and the mindset when you choose good music it gets you excited it gets you dancing dance around the house I mean it is such a great way to uh to stir up that dopamine and to get you know and, and take action with music and it's the same thing you were hitting on with comedy movies I'm uh, watching something, but it, but it is literally a mindful choice that you must make for yourself. It's either I'm going to choose joy or I'm going to choose self-pity. Yes. Those are the
1: options. People are able to do the small thing. Mindfulness helps us to help ourselves, that inner motivation. That from the inside to do something to help ourselves rather than expecting someone to come and just pick us up and just make us feel and sometimes we do need that I do agree we do need someone to come and pick us up and help we are not all powerful Mm -hmm. but at the same time uh, mindfulness gives us that motivation to help ourselves at the end of the day it becomes far less uh, strenuous and far less stressful if we have that willingness, in a teeny way, to help ourselves. And probably one of the best things, I think, one of the health most, one of the healthiest things we can do through mindfulness to combat the angst or the loneliness or the uh, that sense of feeling unsettled during the holidays, is to think of and tell aloud some of the things we're grateful for. Mm -hmm. It's a cold night there in Washington. It's cold here in Colorado. We have, uh, if you have a warm place to stay, if right now, as you're listening, whoever who is listening, if your furnace is working, if you have heat, if you have a space heater, whatever it may be, if you have heat, then to be mindful and say, you know what? Yes, I don't have the perfect situation. But I have heat, I have a warm place okay. to stay, to remind ourselves of some things that we are grateful for. That helps.
0: Yeah, the appreciation aspects is, is what I like to call that. When we can really just become uh, present and say, What do I appreciate right now in my life? I appreciate the breath, I appreciate the body. You know, you can break it down as simple as my lungs are still working or. Or my bladder's still working. I mean, maybe it's too much as we get a little bit older in the years. But so much to we appreciate. We appreciate. Yes. We appreciate the roof over our head, the food in our belly is what I like to say. And we usually, I would probably say the majority of people have relationships in their life that truly do like to be around us. Sometimes we will negate it and think, well, there's not enough relationships, or there's oh, there's, but we really have relationships in our life that appreciate us. And here's the other thing. One of the most beautiful things that we can learn to do is instead of worrying about us, how can we go be of service to somebody else? And, and this it's another really interesting
1: ser- thing that's almost like this healing age, and we never think of it that way. But when that step we have the courage to do that, we actually help ourselves.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it really is. You know, um, last week when on the show I was talking about. You know, the beautiful thing about in recovery is we have uh, in the you know, in in this world, it'd be an AA world, but there are literally meetings we can go to on the holidays and they're celebrating. They've got potlucks and, and there's people who are alone on the holiday or people who don't want to drink or use and they want to be around a community who is still celebratory, but they don't have to be home alone. And so they can go to meetings on the holiday and they're hosted everywhere. I'm sure churches do the same thing. And I'm sure there's organizations out there that for somebody who's feeling alone on the holidays, that you can go participate in these events or volunteer at the event, you know, get out of self instead of feeling sorry for yourself, get out and say, what can I do to help somebody else who may have it worse than me, you know, and, uh, and just being aware of, of what the holiday season can do to our expectations about how we think it is supposed to look Right. Because ultimately, sometimes I think with our mindfulness is we get when we're not able to be in the moment and we're not able to be mindful as we have been hijacked by expectations that are unrealistic for where we're at today. You know, sometimes we we, we want the beautiful you know Christmas dinner with family, <clears throat> but yet we're judging everybody who's sitting around the table with us. <laughs> we're wondering why it's not working because <laughs> we got stories going on in our head they're crazy, right?
1: You're talking. you're not in the moment listening. your mind no. is spinning. <clears throat> you're not listening. you just want to come back with that comeback line and all these energy drainers that we could just handle differently. Uh, and it takes time. the the fascinating thing is, I feel, once we begin to go in a healthier direction, and for uh, using as an example, when I said in the past, I, I, I knew I had to uh, do something about my tongue, my mouth and the words mm-hmm. coming out of it. Once we begin to pay attention to it and you see, because here's the interesting thing, the person who, sets, who pushes your buttons, whether it's a family member that you're living with, whether it's an in-law that you may see once a year, whether it's a neighbor, or the person at the grocery store, at the church, wherever it may be, they will continue doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. They will continue doing the same thing. Once Once we start the process of changing within ourselves, we handle it very differently. We hear that comment very differently. Once that point hits us mentally, It's a fascinating thing because then you suddenly stop. You hit that pause button and you tell yourself, wow, that just didn't bother me. What happened? To come to that, it requires uh, self-reflection for us to be able to willing to look at ourselves and to tell ourselves that, hey, maybe I was a part of this problem also. Mm -hmm. And that requires a lot of courage because that's scary. That can be scary, depending on how how grave the or how deep that uh, area of our life is.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it really it really is about when you show up differently, the relationships automatically change, and suddenly, that relationship you no longer take their actions so personally. Exactly, that's a
1: fine way of putting it. And sometimes it takes a thought to heal a thought. And sometimes the best way to change a situation is to change ourselves, rather than trying. It's like let's for example, I'll draw on this example. uh, in 2006 December 24th there was a December 26th there was a, a tsunami that hit Sri Lanka where I'm from originally mm. and some of you probably heard about that tsunami and it was a very tragic event many people died mm. and it was uh, it was right after holiday Christmas December 26th I believe that happened to change the, uh, I'm drawing on that analogy to tell The outside chaos that happens, it's like trying to control a tsunami. We cannot control a tsunami, the tsunami of chaos happening around our lives. We can control what's happening within us. Once we have that inner self-awareness and we start controlling ourselves, then the way we relate to the chaos around us, begins to change. And sometimes it can be abrupt. Oftentimes, if it's something severe, it's extremely slow. And it's a long time before other people might actually notice it. But once they begin to notice it is when you know you're making progress. And sometimes they might tell it to you openly, but sometimes they might be too proud to tell you openly. They might not say it, but they do feel the difference and you you feel that they know it you'll know it mm-hmm. it's like an intuition
0: yeah it's it's an amazing thing when someone acknowledges your change or you yourself haven't like you know you've been making baby steps but you yes. haven't realized the impact that that has had on your relationships and suddenly somebody starts to trust you with their being with their conversation they they start to approach you differently and you start you start thinking to yourself oh something has shifted here all of a sudden crazy aunt nancy ain't crazy no more right (laughs) her stories are kind of funny (laughs) sometimes they
1: don't they don't unleash all the luggage on you anymore because they know you're not available and yeah. so they have to now find someone else to dump
0: all their garbage on because you weren't taking it anymore. <laughs> That's right. So a couple of things. So if you're at the holiday season, if you're listening to the show and you're thinking to yourself, I am going to have that crazy dinner with family, or this is the first holiday that I've been separated from my spouse. And now we have our children to share. What's that going to look like? A couple of different things you can do. Number one, we talked about think ahead. Think ahead about the situation and not in morbid, not morbidly think ahead, but think ahead. How is that probably going to feel? Do I already feel angst around that? And if I do, how would I like to show up and what would I need to tell myself or what kind of tools would I have to have in place in order to show up to the best of my ability? Those tools might be, as uh, Preeti mentioned, at the event or at the actual occasion, you might have to walk away. You know, go into the restroom, shut the door and breathe a few times just to become present. Uh, Sometimes in that moment, if you're unable to calm down enough, you might have to have a moment of reflection and asking yourself about appreciation, about for the room and that you got a roof over your head. We talked about keeping it simple about appreciation and gratitude in the moment to kind of shock yourself back into a state of gratitude versus a state of angst. So you can pause. And so many times we get caught off guard that we don't pause ahead of time and really take our inventory, our emotional inventory about what's going on within us before we arrive. And so that's a very good tool to take. The other one is, and we're getting really close to the end of the show, so I'll keep this one brief so that I can wrap up. Um, Hell, hell, I think I forgot the other one. Uh, Oh, it's going to come. Oh, and the show's over. Do you do you got one real quick, Preeti? Well,
1: we can pack, go to a quiet corner, practice deep breathing, just to be in the moment.
0: Uh, just to oh, if you're home alone, there it is. If you're home alone, set yourself up for some joy. Bake a cake, do some fruit pie, listen to a funny movie, blast the music. Okay, so those are some tips for you folks with the holiday season. Now we got one minute left, so I'm going to do a wrap up. Thank you so much, Preeti, for being here. Thank you so much. It was a fantastic conversation. Time flew by like I knew it would. Uh, you bring such a joy of discussion to emotional intelligence and mindfulness. I could listen to you all day talk. I, I just, I love, I love interacting with you. Um, please check out Preethi's website at preethifernando.com. She's got a free ebook download on emotional intelligence in business, which is fantastic to read. Uh, she highlights those five topics. And uh, which I are awareness, acknowledgement, social interactions, engagement, empathy. And empathy. Yes. So thank you for being here. If you folks would like to get in touch with me, if you're looking for a life coach, I would love to be of service. And for you sober ladies, I will be launching in January a new coaching once a month group for ladies who want to ignite their sobriety. If it's been getting stale and you're feeling bored. Jump in for some coaching and we'll see if we can ignite that for 2023. All right. Thanks everybody for being here. Have a blessed evening. Bye bye. You have been listening to No, You're Crazy. Crazy, crazy. And my name is Susan Dene. We are identifying, understanding, and treating your crazy one episode at a time. Tune in to transformationtalkradio.com. To connect with me or Growth Spurt Your Life, please visit susandene.com. That's Susan Danae, D-E-N-E-E dot com.